have your way, I pray in Jesus' name. God can turn our own season around. You hear me? I, I tell people all the time, I, I train men and women all the time, I tell them, I say, you know what, man? We're still playing underneath the lights. We're still playing underneath the lights, y'all. It says it right here in the book, man. It says that we're playing underneath the lights. It says that at the end, it says that the sea is going to give up the people in it. You know, everybody that's going to come up out the graves, literally just everybody's going to stand before God. And it's going to be Monday morning. Just like on Monday morning, you know, we all talk on Monday morning, you know, how well our team did and what we could have did better. Well, there's going to be one day that all of us are going to stand before him and give an answer for what we did on our field, on our own field. All right. But I, the Eagles ain't paying my bills. So I might go home and end up mowing the lawn because, you know, they, I, I'm in a good mood when I leave church and I don't need them messing up my, my praise. <laughs> you know, like I said, I don't know who's playing. I know who's playing on my field and I know it's me. And there's some areas of opportunity for me uh, to grow, to change, to be the man that God has called me to be, to be the woman that God has called you to be. Each and every one of us, I don't care where you find yourself in life. God will turn it around for you. Yes, he will. He turned it around for me. He turned it around for a lot of people. I do not care what's happening in your life, all right? Don't care. I don't care how messed up it is. I remember I was talking to my son. He, my son got locked up, you know? And it's funny because uh, my brother calling me, and I was telling them at Bible study, my brother's calling me, at, and, and the records that Mark holds back home, you know? State records. But... Like some of us, we get caught up, get caught up in the moment because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He going to jail because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I'm like, boy, are you halfway out your mind? You better change teams. You better go with Jacksonville, somebody that never wins, so you can stay out of jail. Oh, you know that? But things happen in your life. I remember him sitting there telling me, he's on the phone, you know how we are, where uh, our whole life is kind of in front of us when we're sitting in jail and we're sitting there, we're like, man, what the heck am I doing here? And he was like, Pop, I wish I could do it all over again. I said, you can't. Because it ain't about that field out there. It ain't about the basketball court. It ain't about your so-called friends. It's your life. It's your life. And that's all the Bible is about. You can turn it around. You can turn it around. Listen, sports only is about maybe, if you, if you get out of high school, you might go to college, blow out a knee, and it's it. That ain't your life. I know it's a lot of fun and a lot of hype. That's not your life. That's not a man or a woman. We still playing kid games. But sooner or later, we got to live this thing called life. And life ain't for everyone because some people want to stay kids. But sooner or later, we have to grow up. Men have to be men. Women have to be women. You have to be that. That's what God is judging us on. That's what our announcer is talking about. Is Mark going to be a man today? Is somebody going to be a woman today? And the Bible talks to us about being men and being women. I don't care who you think wrote it. It could be black people. We know black people uh, were back there in Africa. We know all the statues in Egypt. Everybody looked alike. The only way you could differentiate between them was the clothing they wore. They knew Moses wasn't Hebrew because of the blanket. They couldn't judge his skin color. But brothers and sisters have been writing to us, inspired by the Spirit of God, to tell us what it is to be men and be women. And it starts to talk to us about turning our life around. That's all the scripture is about, is turning your life around and walking it out with God. And there's nothing hard about it. That's all. That it reveals to us what sin is. Because in, a, in, a, in every game that we play, what was the first thing I heard this morning? They cheated us. All right. All right. 
There's rules to every game. Yes, it is. To everything you do. When you go to work, there's rules. At the, at, look, you can't, hey, listen, man, that's not even a rule. Don't try to throw no flag on me. Mm-hmm. I was here 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. Bobby told me to go get donuts. I already had been clocked in. Oh, yeah, you that's right. There's rules to relationships. There's rules to parent-child relationships, brother and sister. There's rules. All the, you're still playing under the lights. And there's still refs. And some of y'all are like, that's wrong, that's wrong. You cheated, you cheated, you cheated. There's a whole show called Cheaters or whatnot. It's based on people that just cheat. They holding you when you out there running for the ball, trying to catch it. They, they grab and hold. Ref, you don't see that? You try to tell your family, you don't see that? You don't see what they're doing? A lot of stuff going on, man. Don't ever forget that. You're playing underneath the lights. And all of us at sometimes are watching your life and we're like, come on, Olin. Olin, two hands on the ball, baby. Olin's like, I tried, man. I tried, baby. That's all right, Olin. We got another game next week. We got another game. We got another game, Tabs. We got another game, Zozo. Drayski, we got another game, baby. It's coming back to you. And I tell you, that's the way people judge us. It's like we're playing with the lights. Sometimes our name is all on Monday morning. Like, keep my name out your mouth. Then we want to get out there and fight like they do in the football games. And they're like, you should have been. If you'd have did that on the field, we would have won. But you out here fighting folks, you ain't got no business fighting. You know how we do. You know how we do. And, it's, and life is that simple. Workout. Terrell Owens was awesome at working out. What are you working out? Are you in the gym? Are you praying? Are you seeking God? Terrell, man, one thing we loved about it, brothers used to look at me and say, man, that brother's working out harder than me because his abs, he got like an 18-pack. I'm sitting over here with this one-pack telling everybody how nice I am. This brother is 40-something years old, still running four fours, four fives. I ain't nowhere in it. I'm running like seven eights because I got to take breaks in the four. I got to stop at the 20, bend over a little bit, and then run it all through like, here I, here I be. Y'all know it's the truth. Know it's the truth. And last week we were talking about, don't laugh since you I really do take breaks in the 40 now. I run 10, then maybe 15, then take a break and then go on through. But as long as I finish, that's all that matters. All right. It might be a, a 50 second 40, but I ran it. Okay? You get older, man. You get older, stuff don't work like they used to. The knees don't work right. You, you know, you try to run all pretty and you stumbling out there. People be laughing at you. You remember how you used to be able to run? Yeah. You better stick to it when you're young. You better, you better stay with the Lord while you're young. You're going to get old. You know what I'm saying? And throwing hands don't work when you get old. In your mind, you think you can throw hands. You missing everybody. Get hit. You don't want to end up on World Star. Get this stuff straight while you can get in now, okay? Get it straight now. I, I'm happy they passed the law week everybody can carry. Because, you know, they weren't letting black folks carry like that. Now we can just walk out carry like what? Ain't about throwing hands no more. Ain't about throwing hands. We, everything is equal now, ain't it? Right. Get off my lawn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the weapons of our warfare would never be carnal, y'all. Always remember that. But we're looking at Judges. I can't read it all. We're going to read a little bit because we're asking God, why God? Why? Remember we talked about that last week? And that's what you want to ask yourself sometimes in your life because, like I told you last week, 99% of all my problems was me. I'm sorry. I can look in the mirror today and say, man, you're the one that did that. I can tell you all whatever I want to. You know how I, I just come up with stories. You know, eat Jamil. Thomas was the one. And I'm going to blame Thomas for everything, blaming the white man because I'm, you know, driving while black. No, I ain't had no business across town anyway. 
We all have parents, at least, at least one. Some of us had a grandmom in them. You got to say and them because people raise your whole, you don't know who was really, people just raised you. That's some of our lives, grandmom and them, you know, and they would tell you, boy, stop staying over there. But we just had to go. We had to do what we had to do, all right? But you can turn your season around. I don't care where you find yourself. You can find yourself in last place. You can find yourself out of the league like so many cats, like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown with the Tom Brady said, man, I'm done with all this. Tom's like, boy, why don't you come out here and catch these passes, baby? Let's win these trophies. We only got a little bit of a window of time. Let's, let's immortalize ourselves. He said, yeah, and everything went away just like that. He on the field running around, making people look bad, you know? I feel sorry for the little quarterback for Dallas. I said, he had no business playing Antonio Brown. You know what I'm saying is real. I was like, get him, please, don't do that to him. His mama's watching. His mama's watching the game. You got Antonio Brown. I wouldn't want to play Antonio Brown, you know, on live television. I'm like, coach, I'm going to sit this one. I think my hamstring hurt. I don't want to be on national television playing against Jerry Rice. I got lined up against Jerry Rice. I'm like, oh, my mom's going to be like this. They're going to be talking about her child, and I'm playing against the GOAT. You got the greatest quarterback and the greatest receiver, and I'm out here playing you 20 yards off. I ain't going to let you get behind me. For some reason, he kept getting behind him, didn't he? Now, his name all over there. He's trying to tell people to keep his name out of his mouth, but it ain't going to happen. ESPN got your name in. You know, and Skip Bayless and Shannon got your name in their mouth. A lot, of, a lot of hurt right there for that young man. But he coming back next week. He coming back next week. I, I, listen, he making money, though. I don't want to make money like that with your name. You know, my name in your mouth like that. <laughs> you know what I'm I'll take the money. <laughs> a couple million that he getting. I mean, I'll let him score on me one time, you know, because I want to get my face on ESPN like <laughs> You know, you be looking at the film like this. He was holding me, ref. You know, I'm on the mob and I see my mom. I don't want to get it like that, you know. Sometimes you got to get it. You know, Michael Jordan dunked on a lot of folks. You don't want to get, you don't want to be on the poster like this, you know, like looking up. You don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> but you made it, you know. Elo made it. Remember that last second shot? He'll be fam- he ain't famous for his career. He's famous for getting shot over. That's bad. And I don't know what's going to happen to the Eagles today. Y'all pray for the Eagles. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. So look at that verse 11 here of Judges chapter 6. And it says here, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak, which was an opera, which was, uh, which pertained to Joash, uh, the Bezerite, and his son Gideon, dressed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us and where are all his miracles which our fathers told us saying did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites and the Lord looked upon him and said go in this thy might and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites have not I sent thee and he said unto him O my Lord wherewith shall I save Israel behold my family is poor in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and you shall smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, Now if I found grace in your sight, then show me a sign that you talk with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present. And skipping down to 24, because I don't want to read it all, then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Orpah of the Abyssalites. 
verse 25 says, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal, that thy father has cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. All right, and then we go over here to verse 30. And it says, Then the men of the city said unto Joaz, Bring out thy son that he may die, because he has cast down the altar of Baal, and because he has cut down the grove that was by it. And Joaz said unto all that stood against him, Will you plead for Baal? Will you save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death while it is yet morning. If he be a god, let him plead for himself, because one has cast down his altar. Therefore on that day he is called Jerubbaal, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he has thrown down his altar. I couldn't read it all, y'all. We've been reading for a long time. You know, I, I didn't have hooked on phonics when I was a kid, so I try to stay away from big words, you know. Y'all mind if I keep it real. I do speak fluent Ebonics, though, because I try to keep my game tight. Just in case I got to go back home, I got to get off the plane, I got to be able to communicate. Y'all know? Y'all know what I'm saying is real. Sometimes y'all got to make that trip to Dallas, Oak Cliff, and different places. You can't be talking like you from Mount Pleasant. <laughs> keep your Ebonics tight, all right? Y'all know what I'm saying. Get a couple of little albums you can listen to, you know, some of that stuff that we listen to on the DL, and make sure that you keep your lyrics tight. But at any time, you can turn your life around. At any time, you can turn it around. I just, you know, that's just something I think about. I don't care how long I've been walking with the Lord. There's sometimes I get with the Lord. It's almost like, man, when we're playing ball. No different. Sometimes, man, I would be out there. I would be in shape. And there were some seasons, man, I wasn't in shape. And it was a season one of your friends would come to you and say, yo, man, you're getting awfully soft in the midsection. Boy, I'm still that dude. But I started thinking about it. I said, man, he said, yo, man, we're working out, man. We're starting to work out in June, baby. Ain't no coaches. Ain't no nothing. Man, we sprinting the turns, man, jogging the straightaways, man. We're getting in the gym early, baby, 6 a.m. Y'all know how we do, right? Y'all know how we get it in. Best seasons of your life when you started early. You were faster, you were quicker, you were stronger, you were mentally prepared, you were with your brothers, all right? Ain't out here running around the streets early in the morning, you getting up in the morning, man, you hitting that yard. That's what we do. And I tell you right now, as a believer, when you get up early, spend that time with God that you know in your heart, you leave church sometimes, says, I'm going to spend time with you, the same way with your lady, same way with your man, y'all know how we do, Valentine's Day come, all of a sudden we start to get that, you know, that feeling. Worshiping God is a little bit different, but almost the same. It's what you set your affection on. And if you take your affection away from God and put it on this world, I guarantee you, this world ain't giving you nothing. They're going to play you. They're going to play off on you. You think you're solid with the world? That world is sinking sand. God will never play off on you. You hear me? He'll always do what he promised you that he would do. Yes, he will. So we sit here and we look here. It's hard to see sometimes what God is saying because it starts to talk off about here about uh, an angel appeared to Gideon. Remember last week we talked about how Israel, every single time they would leave God and they start to focus on something else. They would start, 
you know how you're going to church. Next thing you know, you're focusing on something else. You're getting away from those things that you know that you should be doing. After I, after I wake up in the morning drunk, laid up someplace else, I sit there in my mind and I'll be like, why am I here? I told myself last week I wasn't going to be here no more. But I find myself back in that same place again. And just even though it's years later now and I'm not drinking, but still some mornings I wake up and I'm like, yo, man, what am I thinking? Because I made some promises to myself and to my God. Y'all ain't there. It's just me and God that I would start to do things differently. And I'm not. So we begin to look at this thing right here in verse 11. Right now, it, it, the way it describes it is like he's talking with this angel. But I'm here to tell you, sometimes people are in prayer. Sometimes people are praying. Sometimes, you know how like I think Sister Carolyn was saying that sometimes she's putting the baby to sleep or she's working around the house, she's doing dishes. Mm -hmm. And she's praying and she's listening to her gospel music and she's talking with the Lord. This brother right here, because last week we talked about how every time Israel wanted to come up, the enemy always came at their harvest time. He always comes on your payday. He always comes on uh, what happens uh, after income tax time. He shows up. You're about to get your harvest. You're about to get those checks come rolling in. And you're like, yo, I'm finally getting the chance to get ahead. As soon as these checks come rolling in, I'm getting ahead. I got a job now. I'm going to set me some money back. I'm going to get the car that I need. I'm getting ahead. I'm changing. But every time their harvest, they would wait. The enemy would wait. Literally, if you go back last week, they would wait for the corn to just about to get ripe. They would wait for that wheat to just get ripe. And they would come up against Israel. And Israel was like, are you serious? And it happens to us. Because sometimes your money is spent long before the IRS cuts that check. Your money is spent long before it ever hits your deposit. Long before anything happens, the enemy is already coming over to my baby. What we doing this Friday? I ain't doing nothing, man. I got to get a transmission for the car. I got to get back and forth to work, man. I got to take care of my kids. I got things I got to do. I ain't got time to be playing with y'all. But I'm telling you that sometimes the enemy is coming on Friday, Thursday night. They come over with one six pack because they know you. If they get you to start drinking, smoking with them, you ain't going to stop. If that young lady call your phone on Thursday and get you to start talking to her, she know you're going to be at her crib Friday. You're going to find a way and vice versa. I don't care what you're talking to God about. Every single time you're about ready to come up, just like last week, they're on your phone and your messages, sending little sales at you, knowing that you weren't going to go buy. That person that, that keeps borrowing money from you back on the phone again. I told you I'd pay you back. And I'm telling you right now, your money is gone. It's gone. And all the plans you have. And listen, you have to start thinking about it because people don't think there's a devil. Some of y'all know who God is. And you know he's real. You know he's real. And you are not doing anything for him. But anyway, getting back to the text, this is where we're at. We're not doing nothing. And the enemy is, let's say, he'll leave us alone because he knows this. He only coming when there's going to be a harvest, when there's going to be a change in your life. When you start hanging around other brothers and sisters that love the Lord because, you know what I'm saying, if misery loves company, then you know joy loves people too. Joy is just, if misery is contagious, so is joy. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
You hang around garbage, you smell like you hang around positive people, you become a positive person. It's just that simple. Amen. Our parents never lied. You start hanging. Listen, when I stopped hanging with the other brothers during the summertime, and y'all know how we do, drinking and running the girls. But when I started hanging with the other brothers back in June and started working out, man, yo, man, come on, man, leave them alone. Let's go. Hey, man, I ain't hanging out with y'all tonight, man. These boys are going to be... Listen, when I told you I was committed, you was coming by my crib at 6 a.m. Yo, Miss B, wake him up. He's wake him up, Miss B. We're going to work out. Get up, man. I'm coming out like that, man. Where was you at last night, man? Stop hanging with them knuckleheads, man. We got a season ahead of us. We got things we got to do. I know, man. And you know, listen, man. You got brothers with you that are strong, sisters with you that are strong, and they're holding you accountable. Nah, man, you ain't drinking that. Come on, let's go. We got work to do, man. You got five points. You got one more point, you fired. You remember what you were like, man, before that? You were sitting at home with your mom and then people talking about you like a dog, talking about you ain't no man, you ain't no woman, you don't take care of your kids, you don't take care of nothing. You remember that, don't you? But you ain't strong enough to stop it. You're not strong enough to, to cut it out your life. You talk about being strong. When it comes to them streets, you're strong with your mouth, you're strong with your hands, but when it comes to being a man or a woman, you can't stand with us. Brothers go sit down someplace so they move around a little bit. They get out the conversation. Sisters move around a little bit because they can't stand. It's hard to stand with men and women that have committed themselves to do something with their life. But today you can turn it around. You can turn it around and you can stand in the midst. Of, that's what this book says, to stand in the midst of the congregation, of the saints of those that believe and those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, not might be saved. It may look dim right now. We lose them by 14, but somehow, some way, and I ain't calling on Hail Mary. I call on the name of Jesus. We're going to do this thing. Yes, yes. Yo, y'all, look, let's get back to what we practice. Let's get back to what we're we doing other things. We, with the crowd hyping us up, we run these flea flickers. Yo, man, run the rock. Run the rock. Run it straight up the gut. I don't care. Put Bobby and them at fullback. Do what you got to do. Put them hogs up front. We're going to run this down their throat. And all of a sudden, the game, the, the momentum of the game. You ever been in the game before that momentum change? It's changing right here. God steps up. And he sends an angel to Gideon. And he has to change the momentum in Israel's life. But why, God, why? So you think that he's having a conversation. But I guarantee you that he's in prayer. They came to Jesus. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. So he looked at him. He said, oh, that, that's when the change comes. Is when you go to God and say, teach me how to pray. When you realize something's lacking. And he looks at you and he says, Layla, you real? Yeah, I'm, I need a change. Okay. And he gives you this little simple thing. And people pray the prayer, but a lot of times we don't go no, no farther than that. You know, then we don't go. No, we go, our father. Lord in heaven. You know, then we try to put a little song to it. Hallow be thy name. Sit your behind down somewhere. Let's go someplace to a scripture right here. To where there's a shift in our prayer when we begin to talk to God. And it talks about how this angel shall God comes and sits down underneath an oak tree, waiting on you and I to respond. He comes all the time to your life. Especially when all the noise is gone and it's just you and him. Maybe you're sitting outside 
feeling sorry for yourself, trying to figure out why you keep doing the same old thing. And Gideon, he asked the Lord here, he says, and Gideon said, oh, my Lord, if the Lord, if I'm saved, that the Lord is with me. Why then does this always happen? Why are they coming up? Why every time I got 500 in my pocket, I end up with $20 on Saturday night? That's all I got left. Why, Lord, does this keep, keep, keep happening? And where are all the miracles that our fathers told us saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And listen, God has no time for that type of conversation because when we read a little bit farther, we're going to realize why you broke. Why Gideon starting this conversation with the Lord like this, like he don't know what's going on in his daddy's backyard? Huh? Why you, you ever have your children come up to me and start talking some nonsense to me? I'm like, why are you talking to me about that nonsense? Like, I don't know what goes on in your room. Like, I don't know what's going on with you and your friends. Like, I don't know what stuff smells like. Like, I don't know what, you understand what I'm saying? Like, why you keep calling me up, asking me to borrow some money? My son would be like, Dad, like, what was, don't you work? I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting tired of this. Yo, Dad, you know, I'm trying to mark. I don't want to hear that. My name is Mark, too. And the apple don't fall far from the tree. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Go talk that now. And that, you know, black folks, that's how we talk. Man, talk that nonsense to somebody else. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. But the angel's a lot more polite than we are as black parents. He just shifts the conversation to verse 14. He said, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and you will save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? The Lord is like, forget all that talk that you're talking to me about. And uh, do what I called you to do. All right? You think that little voice that's inside of you about leaving Billy and them alone and stop running around with them women behind your lady's back or your man's back? You think that little voice that you and I are having when it's just us alone, you think that's just you? like having No, he's like, I'm talking to you. And I'm telling you to get that nonsense out your life. Stop sinning. You know what sin is. If it wasn't for the word, I wouldn't even know what sin is. But once I realize the word is true, then I'm saying to myself, I got, that's, that's the gut check. Because film don't lie. Some of us couldn't wait for film day. Remember that? Monday morning, you're like, yeah, coach, run it. And then sometimes you're at the back of the room just hiding. <laughs> you don't want to see the film. And the word of God is like, film, film don't lie. It starts talking to me about stuff, and I'm like, that's what it does. And it's designed to do that. Because God, he what? Chases those he loves. He says, Mark, I love you. You know I got mad love for you, baby. But you got some stuff going on. I don't want to deal with that. Because I, I didn't come to deal with that. I just came, man, so that you might have life and life more abundantly. You hear that? Do you hear that right there? So that's over in the Brit Hadashah they call the New Testament. He said, I, I'm not here to, 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 for the war stories that you sit around with your buddies and start drinking and start talking about the war. He's like, I'm not here for that. I'm here because I've come to, you know, to give you life and life more abundantly. I've come so that you can have some money in the bank. My pop told me that one time, and I was sitting at home, man, you know, you're in between jobs, and he came downstairs. He said, a man should always have money in his pocket. Amen. That's how my pop talked to 24 years military. He throw you the money like this. And I'm like, nigga, he said, yeah, pick that money up, nigga. You know, but sometimes your pop be so disgusted looking at you. Your mom is so disgusted looking at you. It wasn't like he was trying to disrespect. He just, he just take the man. 
And that changed that day. Because either you're going to get out here, man, start throwing hands up and doing all this stupid stuff we're going to do. Or sometimes, man, when you're sitting on that bench and the coach puts you at the end of the bench, you start saying to yourself, the only reason why I'm at the end of this bench is because of me. Because of the choices and the decisions that I've made. With all the decisions that I have made in my life, it put me at the end of the bench. When everybody in the stadium knows that I'm that dude, I'm that woman, I'm that person. I know it in my heart, but I keep just doing this dumb stuff. And then I'll stay dumb when I start talking to God like, why has this happened? Well, let's read a little bit more. And I got to fast forward this, okay? But anyway, Gideon, he says, don't leave because I need to confess my sins. All right? Our Father who art in heaven, holy is thy name. His kingdom already has come and his will has already been done because the angel's sitting there on earth as it is in heaven. God says, I've already ordained for you to be a winner. I know you don't see it, but right here, the angel already showed up and he says, have not I sent you? Each and every one of us in our heart know the Holy Spirit is speaking to us about our life saying, listen, that's your choice. It's not mine. I made you a man. I made you a woman. That other thing that's going on in your life, I didn't put that there. The devil put that there. And it's not there to be a blessing to you. I put it in you so that you would win. I put my spirit in you to win. But Gideon says, let me go. And and a lot of times we don't know what it is to repent. But in here, Gideon goes, man, and he, uh, listen, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So he has to slay an animal. Make some bread, make some soup, and he goes back to this angel. Because he said, don't leave. He said, if this is really you, if I'm not dreaming and this is if this is real life, then let me go and don't leave. And the angel said, I ain't going nowhere. Go do what you do. Think of how much time it takes to kill an animal. To dress it. That means, you know, skin, you got fish, you know, you were scale the fish and all that. Think how long it takes to make that. So hours are going by. And when he finally gets done everything, finally, when you get done getting all the stuff together, Talking to the Lord about everything that's going on in your life because he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, he is. When Jesus came on the scene, he said, now there's peace on earth and goodwill towards men. If you think that I I hate you, I don't. I got nothing but love for you. So he brings back to the angel and the angel says, now I don't need the broth. Just put the meat and the bread on the rock. Put what you did on that rock right there. And he touched that rock and the flame came up. And Gideon said, now I know. Now I know. Verse 25. Let me make sure that I touch on Jehovah Shalom as the first time it's ever said in scripture. Y'all know what Jehovah Shalom means? Shalom Aleichem Aleichem Shalom. In Philly, I had, I, in Philly, I always had, I always had my Muslim brothers, the two percenters, all these intelligent brothers. They're waiting for you at every corner because we, we look like this. How long are you going to serve that white man, brother? But when God saved my life, when God saved my life, I knew God saved my life. And it wasn't that God. And at first, I didn't have nothing really to say to them. You know what I'm saying? Because they come at you strong. They study this book just like we do. Oh, yeah, they study their enemies. They're about their life. And I didn't have much to say. But I knew it ain't about throwing hands because, you know, some of the brothers we came up with, they turned Muslim, you know. And I would come to them and say, but you still the same punk you was in school, nigga. 
Because I didn't have nothing to say, Dre. I didn't have no ammo for them. I didn't have no scripture in me. So all I had was these right here. You the same punk. Go ahead, boy. Get your little bow tie self. Your mama still calling me at night? That's the way we talk to him, Marlon. We got to talk real. Because that's how the streets talk. That's what it's like when we leave out of church. I said, I really, you, you don't, you ain't sitting here talking about, oh, yes. Ain't none of that happening. That ain't the words coming out of our mouth. When the enemy stepped through us, we like, go ahead, punk, go ahead, punk. That's how we talk. That's how we live. But I had to get my game tight. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He said, you know what? There's peace right here. In the New Testament, when the shepherds were sitting in the field and the angels showed up, you know what they said? There is now peace on earth. That means that God has no more beef with me. Remember last week he had beef? This week he's like, I have no beef with you at all because we've accepted the sacrifice. We accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. Things have changed. All right? So now we get over here to verse 25. We got to find out what the problem is. Because he's asking, remember, he asked the angel, like, yo, man, like, why is this happening in my life? Like, we on some soap opera or something. You know, they start crying on the soap. Why is this going on? Well, last week, Bobby was, you were just sleeping with Bobby's wife. Why do soap operas act like they don't know what happened the week before? Yeah, watch the soap operas get on my nerve. I watch it like, well, I couldn't do it. I'm like, mom, I can't watch this. Is so, or Telemundo, you watch the people. I don't even understand it, but I know somebody tripping. I'm like, man, bro, come on, man. Stop acting like you don't know. They look, they got straight faces. I didn't know. I didn't know. Everybody in the soap opera has been married to each other at least once or twice. And nobody knows what's going on. That's why I can't watch it. But in verse 25, it says, it came to pass the same thing. It came to pass because God answers prayer. Ain't that something? Like God doesn't answer prayer. But an epiphany came to Gideon. Right here it says, and it came to pass that night, the Lord said unto him, take your father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal. Do y'all know who Baal is? It ain't Jerry Jones. I know that's the first, that's what Marla said, Jerry Jones. I said, no, it ain't Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is like the devil, but he's not the devil. He's just a man that likes money. You know what I'm saying? $6.8 billion of money. Ain't nothing wrong with it either. Go ahead, Jerry. You know? Baal. That's the devil. So here we are in Israel. We come to your house. We go to your room in the back. You know the one nobody ever goes in. And you like the rappers today. You got the 666 on there, the Ouija board. You know what I'm saying? Dope all over the place. A swing, a pole, all this stuff that we're like, bro, are you okay? Is, you, is your girl okay? Your wife know this room is existing here? In Israel. In Israel. The place where the Most High God said, you know what? I'm going to dwell amongst you. Baal is like, ah, make room for me too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now he's up here talking like, why is this going on? And it's at your daddy's house, Gideon. So now when God answers prayer, he said, first thing to do, man, we're getting rid of all this nonsense right here. And listen, you just can't go out in the daytime and do this. If you read a little bit further, he had to do this at night. He got 10 of his servants. He said, listen, man, 
I'm about to do something that's going to upset the apple cart. We actually going to go rob uh, Pooh Bear's uh, whole drug stash, and uh, and we go we gonna burn it up ourselves. And they looking at him like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you crazy? You gonna take his whole? We gonna take his whole stash and get rid of it because we tired of people selling drugs to our children and our neighborhood is bringing our neighborhood down." Forget what the police is doing. I'm tired of these brothers, man. You remember Miss Sally's uh, little daughter was dead last week. They found in the alley dead. That's Pooh Bear and them, man, selling them drugs in our neighborhood, man. We need to do something about our own neighborhood. So they waited at nighttime. So they went to this altar that was made for Bial and these groves. And I know you don't really understand them. But you start researching these poles that they got out there in those little woods area and them little altars and stuff like that. And them little rappers be making it rain. Them little girls be swinging around them little poles. Our community made the poles famous. We always take it to another level. Somebody else may start it, but you know, we come in, our girls are physically fit. <laughs> you know, you're like, they doing things with the poles that nobody else could do on this planet. Oh. You know that? When we start turning up, we turn all the way up. Uh -huh. When they were playing basketball, they were making layups, looking all cute. We coming down the lane two-handed and they're like, what? <laughs> we take things to a whole nother different level. I don't know why we do that. They were saying, man, we, we done invented jazz, rap. R&B. We were singing the same music they were. Next thing you know, we just took it. We took country music to another level. We got to take it to that level. We got to take it to that. We got we to gotta go all. You know what I'm saying? But he tells me, he says, you need to get that garbage out your life. I know who you serve. I am the Lord thy God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the yoke of bondage. You shall have no other God but me. But I look at your heart and I see who you really serve. For the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak. You could talk all that stuff in church, but when you, listen, all you got to do is when they step outside to talk to the other people that they don't want us to know and they don't know the window is open, listen how they talk then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't talk like they do in church. Their mouth is a whole nother different way. It's a whole nother different language coming out their mouth. God says, I see your heart. I know exactly what's in you. You need to get that stuff about your heart. He says, I demand, if, if it's going to be peace with us and I forgive you of all your sins, they ain't staying. You're going to have to get that stuff out your life. God says, you're going to have to get. So stop asking me why. That's why the angel said, I'm not even responding to you because you know why. You know why. You know why they get your bank account. Every time you turn around, you got to get a new debit card. I got hacked. It's your so-called friends that you have over every Thursday. They're the ones that got your card. They the one with your woman or with your man. Stop acting like it's stop acting like it's somebody you don't know, baby. You know the devil all too well. You serve him. You're either gonna love the one or hate the other. And I'm telling you, the reason why you're here today is because you're hating one. And you don't think he's gonna retaliate. You don't think that the devil is. You think the devil is a joke. Like he's not gonna retaliate. He told, well, listen, when, when, when God rolled up in there with Moses and said, you better let my people go, he started laughing like, hey, or oh, oh, what? <laughs> you, you know they like what I got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You think that little lamb and that little bread going to suffice, oh, girl? Listen, man, I got what she need. <laughs> Jesus came here. He said, hey, Jesus, you don't mind if I talk to you for a second, do you? Come on over there and sit with you for a minute. You God, right? Okay, look, let me holler at you real quick. Look at this whole planet right here. These fools down, they think it's between an elephant and a donkey. He says, I run this whole thing. 
He says, man, look, I don't care where you want to go, China, Japan, Russia, Australia, United States, Brazil, turn it up for Brazil. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? Better turn it up. Let me leave that one alone. The brothers are looking at me like, <laughs> you better turn it up. <coughs> turn it up, Brazil. Some places I ain't mad at, but I've been delivered. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's spontaneous worship. Right there, Corinthian. Corinthian, look, she's like, whatever. <laughs> he said, I run everything. He says, I run every single thing. And if he's coming for God, you don't think he's coming for you? When, when the children of Israel left and they said, okay, then go. And God departed the Red Sea and they were walking through on dry ground. Do you know who came coming? Do you know who came coming? We read about it. We, we read about it all the time. You think Pharaoh was just going to let you roll or whatnot? But God swallowed up our enemies and if he did it then, he'll do it now. He will come, but God will wash away all of our fears, all of that stupid stuff. He will change our name because right now, your name in church may be Mark, but your name in the street is something different. You know my name? Yeah, it's uh, Sharisha, ain't it? Boy, you better stop playing with me. You know who I be. Because you got your own name for the streets. And it's the same thing in here because when he tore down the altars of Baal, the brothers in the city, the same ones, the same men of God, came to his daddy's house and said, you need to bring out Gideon because he out here playing with our Ouija boards. You know we roll dice over there. And man, why he messing with me? You can do anything but the Powerball. You can't be messing with the Powerball like that. That's, that's how we coming up. And then he done messed up the strip club and everything. Nah, we ain't having that. Bring him out here so we can kill him. But the law in the scripture is that whoever is doing the stuff y'all doing, he should be dead right now. That's what the daddy told him. Because all of us know scripture. The scripture says, no, if you're serving Baal, it's not Gideon that should be dead. It's you. And they all were like, because we have to think about it. Because that's how we've been making our money. That's how we've been living. That's, that's who we really are. And God demands a change. The rest of the, you know, the rest of the Lord's prayer is lead me what? Not into temptation. And doesn't he say deliver me from evil? Because it's your kingdom and it's by your power and it's for your glory. So a lot of times we can quote that scripture, but proof is in the pudding. Let's take a long look at our life because that prayer is just a little model of what our life should look like. God, please, you know me and you know what I like. But that doesn't line up with your word. Deliver me then from evil. Psalms 139 says, search me, O Lord, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And then lead me in the way everlasting. Sometimes I got to look in the mirror at myself and say, you know the word. I don't care if God called me to preach. That don't mean nothing. The block that we live on, words mean nothing. Actions do what? Speak louder than words. And when our actions match what's coming out of our mouth. People say, nah, leave, leave old boy alone because he about to like He come out the house and whatnot already loaded, already important, already ready to do it. And that's how we need to be. 
We need to live our life where we are ready to tear down the altars and those things that, listen, they're coming for us and they're coming for our children and they're coming for our mama and them. Which one of us is going to, Gideon stands up for the whole nation. And sometimes you think you're by yourself when you stand up, but he started sending letters out to other people saying, how many of y'all are tired of all this nonsense going in our neighborhood? And men started to come out of nowhere because God is talking to other people. He just ain't talking to you. He's talking to everybody. He sits on the heart of every man, woman, boy, and girl. And he says, how long, how long will we live like this beneath our privileges? And I tell you right now, his name changed from Gideon to Jerubbaal. That means tell Satan what I did and tell Satan to come get me. That's your name on the block. Tell Satan that I rebelled and tell him I dare him to come get me. Kill me then, Satan. If you're real, then you kill me. You kill me. That's what they're saying right here. If That's what his daddy said. If Satan's real, then tell Satan to go kill my boy right now. And they're all looking at it because they can't do nothing. We don't know why. Because it's the truth. Satan, if you be God, then kill me. Because I know who God is. And God is the one that told me to tear down your altar. So you know what? The beef is between you and him, but he's already called me victorious. There's some changes that we have to make in our life in order to be successful. Amen. The people, the places, and the things that cry out to us when church is over, and they're waiting on us. They're waiting on us. Next thing you know, they're going, beep, beep, beep. Good night. Hello? <laughs> is it me you're looking for? <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> they looking for me, baby. Hallelujah. Boy, stop playing. You know we on 3rd Street. All right, okay, I'll be over. <laughs> they waiting on us, but one day you're going to get strong enough to say, you know what, man, stop calling my phone. And all the noise they're talking on the end of it, say, hey, man, actions speak louder words. If you're going to do it, Pippa, you know where I am. I ain't running. My days are running as over. I'm going to church. I'm serving my God. I got kids to take care of. I ain't got time to be paying for your alcohol, your drugs and whatnot, your little stupid stuff going on in your life. I ain't got time, but I got, I'm changing my ways. Changing who I am. Who wants to change their ways this morning? Who wants to change? We all know what goes on in our lives. So listen, listen. The change comes in our heart when you're at home. Listen, the game starts. This this is halftime right here. This is pregame. You know how ESPN they all talking a good game. Everybody passing mic around. What do you think Mark gonna do? Today? I think he gonna win today. I don't think he gonna call that girl up tonight at all. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's smoking no more. No, he ain't making a run. Remember when Winfield used to be the spot? I bet you he don't get on I-30. I bet you he don't hit 67. I think he's going to walk this one out. I think he's going to be the man that God called him to be. That's my ESPN right there. The other person comes on. I'm not picking him to win. He ain't won all these years. He just turned 54. He spent 30 of those years living like a hoe. And you know what? If a leopard don't change his spots, Mark ain't changing his spot. The talk is real up in here. He passed the mic to Deion Sanders. When I played against him, I think he has potential. But I think that if he does uh, stay away from this and stay away from that and do this and do that, I think Mark can pull this one out. People are like, well, you heard it. It's about to start in a couple of minutes. 
We'll see what Mark does as soon as he drops Sister Carolyn off. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Y'all have a good day. Because <laughs> the talk is real, baby. Oh, man. All right. It gets real in our lives, and nobody wants to talk about it. All right. All right. But the season has started. You know what the NFL stands for, right? The devil says, oh, I know. What is it, Mr. Devil? Not for long, because you ain't going to say anything long, baby, because I got something for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, but the devil, he made me do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The devil made me do it, y'all. He, he, he always be doing stuff, and, and I, I pray for the devil all the time that God would just leave, you know, just get rid of me. But God said, no, leave him around for a while because he's probably the biggest joke I've ever had, you know what I'm saying? So stay strong, y'all out there. The NFL has begun, Dre. Marlon, it's the NFL, baby. It's not for long. Who's going to make it back next week? Who's going to make it into the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Who's going to make it into the playoffs, baby? Who's going to win the championship this year? Everybody like, I'm winning the championship. Yeah, we all listen. I got a winning record right now. Because <laughs> it's 0-0, zero, zero, baby. I got no wins or losses, so I can talk trash. But after tonight, you know, I'm like, well, you know. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Them Packers was tough. <laughs> I got next week, and on the 27th, we come to Jerry Stadium. And that's what we about to show out right there. If we don't win no other game, you know, we got to beat the Cowboys. But that's it, y'all. That's literally the scripture right there. From a hood point of view. If you was in the hood preaching, when I, I used to preach on the streets of Philly. That's how I would preach right there because there'd be prostitutes and drug dealers out there. And they'd be sitting there laughing because the biggest drug users were in church. Why does Billy always be with Pastor So and So? Oh, that's where he get all his stuff. Uh. Nobody wants to talk about that, do they? We know what goes on in our communities. We know what goes on in the streets. Come on now. The prostitutes know what goes on. They with the police officers and the pastors. Any person with a P by the name, police officer, pastor, the prostitutes will tell you all about them. All right. Y'all think I'll be lying. <laughs> and that's why we got to change our game. Because all people know is us. God is not going to change. He's the Lord our God. He changes not. Yes. He ain't got no time for our little silly conversations. Why is this happening to me? He's looking at us like, well, anyway, if my people who are called by my name but turn from their wicked ways and pray and seek my face, I'll heal your land. He ain't got time to be sitting there with the little war stories with us. He's like, you know, you know, anyway, he's like, I, I'm moving on. You're zero and zero right now, Mark. How you finish this day out, the rest of the week, the rest of the year, are you going to make it to the playoffs? That's it. Are we going to make it to the playoffs? At least if you make it to the playoffs, you get a little extra check. <laughs> you know, at least you can tell people, hey, 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 he actually made it in the playoffs. Let's make it to the, let's just get to the playoffs. You know, one game at a time, just today. How's that? The coach tell you, don't look at next week. <laughs> Let's deal with the game we got right now. We got a game today. Let's just focus on the game. Don't look past your opponent because you know what happens. Your opponent always beats you. Let's just deal with the game we got today. Okay, I got the Falcons. That's all we have. I'm not looking at, I'm look, you know, I'm talking about the 27. I'm going to get past today because tomorrow is not promised. You hear me? That's what the Bible says. I don't care what you feel in your heart. 
tomorrow is not pro Jesus said, what you worried about tomorrow for? Tomorrow's got its own stuff it's got to deal with. You better worry about today, Pimpin. That's what it says in this little book. This little book got a lot of stuff. And I keep reading. I'm like, Lord, this is a lot of stuff. He's like, I don't need you to remember it. Just deal with the little words I'm speaking to you in your heart about. I'm going to ask you to know the whole book. I'm telling you right now. Two hands on the ball. That's all he does. It's, it's real simple. He says, two hands on the ball, Mark. He didn't ask me to know a whole playbook. He said, even if you forget what the play is, stop fumbling. Put two hands on the ball. Okay, coach. Okay. And if I get two hands on the ball, you know what I'm saying? Then he's like, okay, next thing you know, you're running the ball more. You're running the ball more. Then people will start blocking for you. Because they're like, he actually has the ball? <laughs> That's what the lineman said. He's actually got two hands on the ball? Okay, well, let's block. You start seeing angels ascend and descend on your life when they realize that you're serious. All right? Your prayers. He says, the arm is of the Lord is not short that it cannot save, nor his ear too heavy that it cannot hear, but your sins have separated you from your God. Saved or unsaved, it's your sins that are blocking God. Will God hear a sinner's prayer? Yes, he did. He did right in here. Gideon, number sinning. They got the club in their backyard. And once they said, Lord, forgive me, God says, okay, I have. Let's move on. Now get rid of this and get rid of that and serve me like you know you're supposed to. Amen? Anybody else got anything on their heart?